Are you listening? Yo, what is up, everybody? This is the Saul Bookman Show. Thank you for thank you for joining me again. Uh, another week, another, another uh, up and down weekend for the Arizona men's basketball team. But the women took care of business against Stanford, and then they kind of uh, it kind of dropped off a little bit on Sunday against Cal. We got a lot of stuff to get into. We're gonna go right through it. We're not even gonna pause. Arizona men, they go on the road. USC, UCLA, they need one of those games, right? Because they're fighting for, at the time, they were still fighting for a Pac-12 championship. That is pretty much gone now. Um, it's almost impossible for them to win the Pac-12 championship. Oregon's not going to lose two in a row at home. It's just not going to happen. So, uh, you know, there's still a lot to play for, though. They need a top four seed in the Pac-12 tournament. That's still available because Colorado has been slipping is they have been slipping. And so Arizona, despite losing two games, one against USC, one against UCLA, both of them in different fashion, still finds itself with an opportunity to get and secure a number four seed in the Pac-12 tournament. And really that's that's what it's all about. They played Oregon tough twice. So them matching up with Oregon in the second round doesn't necessarily scare me in the, in, in the Pac-12 semifinal. I think that... That would be okay, and I think that would be a good opportunity because think about it this way. You always look for a team, uh, uh, an opportunity for your team to improve, okay? This Arizona basketball team we all know is, um, I don't want to say fragile, but they haven't been able to to get over that, that hump, and that was shown again against UCLA. Under two minutes left to go, they have the lead, and they fell apart. We've seen that that movie before it happened it's happened way too many times it's happened both times against Oregon um and it's happened it almost happened against USC at home and now uh, they found themselves against UCLA up by four they lose the lead Sean Miller gets ejected well before that and uh, and you thought all was lost I certainly did if you follow me on Twitter you know I, I pretty much said it's it's almost a certainty that that Arizona is going to have to play on the first day of the Pac-12 tournament. Then Colorado lost, and that changed everything. So they still have a great opportunity to get themselves right. And it starts this weekend. They cannot lose either one of these games this weekend. Starting Thursday against Washington State and then Saturday against Washington, they cannot afford to lose either one of those games. Now, fortunately for them, Washington and Washington State are two of the worst teams in the country. However, when it comes to Washington specifically, they have two players that could definitely play in the NBA, so you still don't want to sleep on them too much because if you do, you are going to be susceptible to a big-time upset and an upset that you can ill afford at this point. Right now, Joe Lenardi and everybody else, it seems like, still has the Arizona Wildcats as a sixth seed that did not change despite the two losses over the weekend. They still have them as a six seed. They still have them securely in the tournament. I don't think we have to worry so much about the Wildcats not you know, being on the bubble or whatever. But if you lose two against Washington and Washington State, that net rating of 11 will drop. It will drop because those are bad losses. Both of them will be catastrophic losses for this program. Uh you know, moving on to individual play, I thought Nico Mannion played his best game of the season against UCLA. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been kind of a, a staunch critic of Nico's. I think he could play better. 
I don't think that he was worth the hype um, that he has gotten so far. Uh, but that doesn't mean he's not a good player. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't have a bright future ahead of him. And I thought Richard Jefferson made a great point on Saturday. He said, hey, I was a McDonald's All-American. I played for three years at the U of A, and I still had a 17-year NBA career. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with staying in school. And I think all three of these freshmen desperately need to stay in school. I've been a staunch critic of those that have left that I didn't feel were necessarily ready to make that jump. Alonzo Trier, I was critical of him. I did not think that based on the way he performed down the stretch uh, his last year at U of A and the last 10 games, he seemed like he was sluggish, a little slow. I I didn't know if he was going to make it in the NBA. He made it in the NBA. Good for him. He's not getting a lot of playing time now. I wonder how long it's going to be before maybe he finds himself on the outside looking in. Hopefully, hopefully that, that that doesn't happen. He can find himself in a situation. And plus, let's let's be real. Playing for the Knicks sucks. Spike Lee doesn't even want to be a part of the Knicks right now. Let's be real. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, there's there's a long list of players that have not found their way outside of this program that have been in between kind of tweeners. They've been in between players. Uh, you know, you go your Raleigh Alkins, um, and you, you, the the list keeps going on and on and on. You know, you have Grant Jarrett's, Brandon Ashley's guys that didn't have a skill set that was phenomenal, thus could not find a niche in the NBA. And so, uh, when you have guys like that, they have to be able to do a lot of different things. And now, the way the NBA game works, you have to shoot it, you have to be quick, and you have to be able to guard multiple positions. And for Somebody of, of Nico Mannion's ilk, he is absolutely a point guard. He is going to be a point guard. There is no other position that he's really going to be able to play moving forward. You're not really going to put him at a two guard. He He's just not that kind of player. So Nico has to find his way, and he has to develop. And I think that development needs to come in college because the G League is, man, it feels like it's a place for lost souls. And uh, unless you're going to be a lottery pick, I, I will say that I will preface this by saying that if you're going to be a lottery pick, then go. Absolutely go. But we're kind of getting off the track. Let's get back onto the task at hand. Two minutes left to go. UCLA. I wish Nico, really, Nico hit that nice little three point shot, and everybody all over Twitter blew up like, oh my gosh, he's got 19 points. He's playing unbelievable. Um, once Sean Miller left, Nico um, started penetrating some more, made some nice dishes to Coloco for dunks. Um, he was playing very well. And then with about nine, eight, nine minutes left to go, just seemed like he just kind of disappeared and didn't really contribute for the rest of the game. So that's that, that was kind of problematic, and, and I would like to see him step up. And that's part of the problem of this Wildcats team down the stretch. They haven't had guys step up. Then you move over, nobody else stepped up. Dylan Smith uh, turned the ball over a couple times in crucial moments, just stepping out of bounds and – I, I don't even know what to say about that. Josh Green was injured. He was out. Uh, Max Hazard was out against USC. Definitely could have helped there. He comes back against UCLA. Same thing. He, he had a couple bucket buckets. I think he had five points, but he still wasn't as effective as you'd like to see out of him. I thought Christian Coloco had a great game. I thought he played very solid. Uh, Zeke Naji was, was kind of uncharacteristically quiet for the whole game. Um, it was kind of a miracle to see this team actually hang in as long as it did against UCLA and not get blown out. 
But that's also because UCLA was playing like the worst game of their lives as well, and uh, they couldn't hit, they couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. So uh, a lot of things that weren't great, but Arizona still had a chance to win. They had multiple opportunities to win the game, multiple opportunities to really take a hold of the game, and it didn't happen. So we move forward, two more games this week, and then we head to the Pac-12 tournament next week in Las Vegas. And I will say this. I will be out in Vegas. Uh, some of the Wildcat Radio members will also be out there, and uh, you can look for a, a ton of a ton of podcasts and content coming your way next week. Uh, we will be live um, several times out there. We will be at T-Mobile Arena checking checking out some of the games. Uh, we will also be you know streaming from other areas and tr- maybe even get some of you fans involved. So if you're going out to Vegas, please, please, please. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. We'll see if we can get you involved in the show, or at least on my podcast I will, and uh, we'll go from there. I I think that's going to be fun. Speaking of Vegas, somebody has just secured the number four seed in the Pac-12 tournament. They will not play on Wednesday. They will play on Thursday, and that is your Arizona women's basketball team. They completely killed it this week. Um, Well, I, I should say this season. Uh, this season was great. It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. And it was capped really by a huge upset victory over Stanford at home. I had people tweeting at me saying that this was the funnest game that they have ever been a part of um, or, or at least have seen in person in quite some time, men or women. And I think that's a testament, obviously, to this, to this team. A lot of people um, really stood out. Ari McDonald came back. She played great in the second half. Um, she made the game-winning basket with eight seconds left. And, uh, you know, it was fun to see McHale packed from, from really top to bottom. It was amazing. Uh, with that being said, Arizona has a lot to play for. Uh, first of all, huge win at Stanford. It was a bummer of a loss against Cal, but it was senior night. There's a lot of stuff. And this team has not really um, been experienced enough in on how, how to handle – big-time victories. They, they don't have that experience. And so part of senior night, which I thought was remarkable, was um, that even though Ari McDonald is a junior, she's technically a redshirt junior, um, she was also recognized on senior night. And I, I wager to guess that that is definitely because she's going to go to the WNBA after this season. She's a projected lottery pick. She's going to be amazing. She's a projected top 12 pick as of right now. That's only going to get higher, especially if she if she balls out in the NCAA tournament. Um, but a letdown – of course, against Cal, they're projected as a four seed nationally, okay, which means that as of right now, your U of A women will be playing at home in the first and second round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, right now, the projections have them in the Fort Wayne bracket. Who's in the Fort Wayne bracket, you ask? Well, I will tell you. Number one, Maryland. Number two, Louisville. Number three, Gonzaga. Then Arizona rounds it out as a four seed. Those are the top four seeds in the projected Fort Wayne bracket. Other notables um, are actually – let me me back up. Who else is projected to be in that Tucson side of the bracket? Texas A&M, who's the five seed, Drexel, or the CAA winner. And then Arizona is projected to play IUPUI or the Horizon winner. Um, who is the 13 seed? So uh, Arizona really putting themselves in a position to make it far this year. They made it all the way to the championship of the NIT and won it last year. How far can they go this year? Who knows? Other Pac-12 teams notable: 
Um, number uh, first of all, Oregon State is also projected to be a, a four seed, and they are projected to play in the Greenville bracket. UCLA is projected to also be in the Greenville bracket and play. They will be a two seed uh, as of now. Obviously, these are all projections. Stanford, a two seed in Dallas. ASU, a six seed in Portland, alongside Oregon, who is also a number one seed in Portland. Uh, and uh, uh, a nice little tidbit of note, UConn, the UConn women's basketball team, is also slotted to be in the Portland bracket on the opposite side of Oregon as a two seed. So six teams projected from the Pac-12. Joe Lenardi has as many as seven teams getting in from the Pac-12 this year. Um, I mean, it just it's 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 remarkable to see where both of these programs are at. And if the men can hold on this this week, you will have two programs that were in the top four of each conference this season in basketball. Now you're talking about a basketball school. So say whatever you want about how the men have played this year um, and how how much of a roller coaster it has been. Say whatever you want about what the U of A women's basketball team used to be. Ladies and gentlemen, you are coming in at a great time and a time to be proud and time to be proud to be a Wildcat. Absolutely. I mean, two top four teams in in the conference. That's phenomenal. Uh, Accolades came out this week already for the women as well. Um, And obviously notable, uh, Ari McDonald, you knew she was going to take away, take home some hardware. She was named the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. And she was also named to the All-Pac-12 team, deserving Deserving every little bit of that recognition for sure. Kate Reese, All-Pac-12 as well. Sam Thomas, she was an All-Pac-12 defensive team member, and she was an honorable mention for the All-Pac-12 team. And then Helena Pueyo, she was um, an All-Pac-12 freshman um, honorable mention. So a lot of accolades. Adia Barnes did not win Pac-12 Coach of the Year. I don't understand why. I understand Oregon. And their program and their coach getting it, I completely understand. However, what Adia Barnes has done in the short time she's been at the University of Arizona, now in her fourth season, is nothing short of remarkable. And for her to have a team secure a four seed in the Pac-12 tournament when they weren't even out of the bottom two for like 10 years – the last time the the women made the the NCAA tournament was 15 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. 15 years, 2005. That's how long it's been. So it it, it was due. It was due, and it was due that Adia Barnes was recognized as Pac-12 Coach of the Year, and that's too bad that she didn't get it. That doesn't take away from anything that she did this season. Obviously, uh, what she's done for this basketball team is. It's just been remarkable, and and like I said, I've said it a million other times before, I am so excited for where this program is projected to go. It's going to be very interesting to see, and I'm going to try and stay in the moment, but just for for a second, let me kind of go somewhere else. Going to be very interesting to see who they're going to get to replace Ari McDonald, uh, because that's going to be of vital importance as we move forward. But Ari McDonald is, is a player unlike any other. And uh, there's a lot of good players in the Pac-12, and she definitely represented. And uh, replacing her is not going to be easy. But as the team gets better, the less you're going to need those individual stars to rise up to maintain your level of of excellence in the Pac-12. And with Kate Reese getting another year under her belt, 
Um, uh, Helena Pueyo, another year under her belt. Sam Thomas will be a senior next year. Um, it, it just There's just a lot of positives going forward for the women. Um, but you see the consistency by which they bring because they have players that are going to be returning that are not jumping to the WNBA after their freshman year. That's not a problem that Arizona is familiar with uh, when it comes to the men's side. The men – they don't they don't they don't have guys that stay past their sophomore junior year anymore and even if they stay past their freshman year sometimes they don't even make it to their sophomore year because they transfer because they think they should have went to the league and they didn't play as much as they should have or whatever the case may be so it's it's a different set of problems it'll be interesting to see how Sean Miller and company handle this it'll be very interesting to see how these three freshmen handle this cuz i can't imagine this is the greatest year of all time i'm sure they've gotten a lot of flack all over the place on how they should be playing better and how up and down this seasons have been. And it's, and it's unfair because they are freshmen. They shouldn't have to deal with that kind of stuff. But at the same time, that's the expectation level of Arizona. And if you can't live up to that expectation or can't prepare to handle that expectation, then you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be here in the first place. And I think those, those three freshmen um, have had their ups and downs. Nico struggled for quite a while, but hopefully UCLA was kind of that breaking out moment for him. Uh, hopefully he's he feels a little bit more confident. He should. He's a good player, and he can take Arizona very, very far depending on how he can play. If he plays the way he did in those flashes against UCLA for the rest of the season, wow, we're going to be in store for a fun March. If not, hey, it'll be a fun March. It just won't have Arizona in it because, you know, they'll be out by the second week of, of March. So hopefully that is not the case. Hopefully – they show out this weekend. Hopefully they show out next weekend and really play hard, play that Arizona fun kind of brand of basketball that we've been missing around here for quite a while. And, uh, yeah, it, it should be a fun week. The women, like I said, they tip off this week in the Pac-12 tournament. The men next week, the men play at home in their final two games of the season. It is senior night. I always, I'm always an advocate of senior night. No matter how much you didn't think so-and-so contributed to the team, uh, you have to acknowledge the seniors and the role that they play in trying to make this program what it is. And they've done a successful job uh, for the most part uh, just by being a student athlete, not getting kicked out of school, doing their job. You can graduate with a degree, and that's worth uh, a lot nowadays. So uh, the women had their senior night already. That's all that's been well taken care of. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a fun week. So check the women out this week on Pac-12, the Pac-12 tournament. Women go to MGM Grand to play, and then uh, we'll find out where their seating is on Selection Monday for them. Selection Sunday is coming up in less than two weeks, folks. It's going to be so exciting. Well, like I said, the whole Wildcat radio crew, or at least most of us, will be out and about in Las Vegas. Also, spring football just started, and Jamari Joyner already hurt and and is, is out. Uh, it's it, it's not known how long he's going to be out. He's just out indefinitely for right now. Um, hopefully that doesn't mean anything for the actual season coming up. Uh, but, man, the, the, hopefully more positives come our way than, than injury reports and things of that n- nature. But I'm sure Adam Green and uh, Brett Berry are going to are going to have some more. Uh, this. Th- I'm sorry, did I say Brett Berry? I sure did. Um, Brett will also have – um, some cool things to talk about when it comes to spring football. So uh, Brett and Adam do a fantastic job on their their podcast. Give them a listen. It's a nice, easy listen. You know, they're really calm. They're, 
you know they're they're you know what I would say about those two gentlemen and I know they like to listen to my podcast which I appreciate because I do listen to theirs what I would say about those two gentlemen is like they're the they're the new school Bert and Ernie they're just kind of relaxed kicked back neither one of them gets too crazy excited or hot and uh, they kind of just tell it like it is and uh, it's an easy listen they're like smooth jazz whereas I like to think of myself as kind of a little bit of a all over the place some days I give you jazz sometimes I give you a little bit of a hardcore stuff and who knows what you're going to get with me so I'm a bit of a wild card I I believe Um, and I do have to apologize to Adam Green for stealing his intro I told you guys last week that the intro I had was a John Oliver intro he says welcome 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 so I thought I'd change it up and not do that and say uh, I think I, I can't remember what I said I said something like what's up wildcats and uh, that's what Adam says on his podcast. So I came in with, yo, what's going on, everybody? I think that's how I started off this podcast. Um, and so hopefully I didn't step on too many toes. Adam, I apologize. And uh, like I said, give them a listen. Fun time listening to them. They give you about an hour of good, solid content and good Wildcat stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week when we are in Las Vegas. So just to be just to be aware... Um, there will be a podcast for me coming on Monday morning. It will be Monday morning, this podcast, and then uh, we will have several more coming Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, until Arizona gets eliminated, I would assume. So um, stay tuned for that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have fun. Celebrate these seniors. Celebrate this men's basketball team and the women's basketball team as they are going for greatness right now. And uh, hopefully they can attain it. It's been a fun journey all season long for the women. The regular season is now over. It's single elimination basketball the rest of the way for them. The men have two more games to go, and then they will be in the sing- single sim- uh, single elimination mode. And it, it's, it gets fun now. It's March, people. We'll see you next week.